Man City win the League Cup for the fourth year in a row. The top four race is really heating up and the English teams don't do half bad in the European competitions. This is the Ipswich Willow Podcast, episode number 30. Let's have some fun. Episode number 30, how have we bloody got it? It's gone so fast, but we're here. Episode number 30, 3-0, yeah, like you said, it's gone It's gone rapid, but we're back. Another episode, another week, another episode. Um, should we kick off with a Super 6 over the weekend? Let's do it, because, you know, first game up, my boys, Newcastle United, and we had a great result. Oh, mate, I... I know Liverpool in the first half had all the chances and arguably could have put the game to bed, but that last five minutes, like I couldn't take my eyes off it. I thought, honest, you, I thought you could have won it at the end. To be honest, I, t- I thought we could have won it at the end. And to be fair, like yeah, hundred percent, Liverpool should have been out of sight in that first half. Defensively, mm. we weren't looking great. Debravka got man of the match, and we all know why he was sensational in that game. Um, they could have been four or five new up. They really yeah. did not take their chances. Uh, Jota could have had a hat trick. like. Uh, but at the same time, they weren't that good defensively as well. We had a couple of good chances in the first half. So it wasn't all plain sailing for them. Like I would have said the first half, it could have been like 4-2 to Liverpool. They definitely had more chances than us. But that second half, we you know we changed our shape. Um, and we, we looked better. We went to a back four at one point. Like, oh, that's unheard of for the Steve Bruce team. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Alan Say-Maximum as well, doing what he does best. Uh, and, yeah, we end up equalising in the 95th minute after having a goal ruled out. After we had an equalising goal in, like, the 92nd minute. Callum Wilson equalises for us off the bench. And then it's ruled out because of a handball, which I'll yeah. talk about in a moment. Because I'm not as pissed off as I would have been if Joe Willock, the man, the myth, the legend on loan from Arsenal, three games off the bench and he scored three goals off the bench. All My against, G. All against big teams as well. All against London clubs, Arsenal, Tottenham and West Ham. And Liverpool now. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, so he scored, scored four. four goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it Sorry, gets better. Yeah. It's because the Tottenham goal was again uh, was like a few weeks, like quite a while ago now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. regardless, mate, hope we sign him. I think we should probably be able to pick him up for like twenty mil. Um, I know a lot of Arsenal fans aren't too keen on him, but mainly that's because he's not going to get in the team, especially with the emergence of Saka and Mill Smith Rowe, and have they look like they're signing Erdegaard as well. Mm. So he just won't get in the team as like a CM or like a, a midfielder slash cam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. We should they Liverpool should have been out of sight, but I think this is very typical of Liverpool's season. Um, they should have put their chances away, and they didn't, and it come back to bite them in the arse. Yeah, I mean, at the end there, because you, you had a chance right at the end from across just before the goal that got ruled out as well. I think it was a header from Joe Willock just went over. The goal yeah. that was ruled out, I couldn't believe, because I started celebrating when it went in, because obviously I do think Liverpool can still easily get in the top four. They're a fantastic yeah. team, fantastic players. But then I couldn't believe when that got ruled out. And then it just felt like justice when when you did actually manage to get the goal. Because like we said, Liverpool were the better team for the majority of the first half. But don't get me wrong, I do. I think Newcastle played really well. Alan St. Maximum is an absolute little shit. Like He just looks so horrible to defend <laughs> against. Like Fabinho, when, Fabinho, when he was through and Fabinho just flattened him, I was like, yeah. what else can you do other than that? Absolutely flatten the guy because you've got yeah, it. Yeah, literally, he's in. absolutely 
bodied him and that mm-hmm. is all he could do. Mm-hmm. And they tried to deal with Alisson Maximum. They kept him quite a little bit in the second half because what they've done is they took off Jota and they brought on James Milner because th- he was finding that pocket of space in between the midfield and the defence. Mm-hmm. And they took off Jota so they didn't have the front four, brought in Milner to kind of solidify that. And it did mean he didn't have mu- as much space. But then we brought on Callum Wilson and Joe Willock and then they were, because they were so occupied with say Maximum, we had the chance to have Callum Wilson and Joe Willock on the ball and then that led to our chances. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, we did have a goal disallowed and we will talk about it because it will lead us on to the next uh, game as well with kind of VAR decisions. Now, with this one, uh, Alan Say Maximum slots through Callum Wilson. He's through on goal. He's got, I think it's Quebec and um, Trent chasing him and he has a shot hits Allison and bounces back up and Callum Wilson's arm is completely tucked into his body, like not out from his body whatsoever, hits his hand or like his arm and then he taps it in because it goes past Allison and then he scores. It's ruled out for a handball. Now, next season, that will not be ruled out because they're changing the law. Now, I know this is not a problem with VAR, this one, but it's a problem with the law of the, the handball rule as it is. But absolutely fuming that it was disallowed because there's nothing he can do about that. Alisson has saved it and it's just bounced back up off of him at like from the distance. It's it's so minimal. Yeah. Uh, It it was... When I saw it, I thought... Because they were mentioning about the fact it's come off his arm, but I thought because his arm is in a natural position, it's, well, it's, you know, it's right down by his side. He can't do any more than have it there, if you know what I mean. It's, it's um, not even that. It's not even... It's literally a 90 de- degree angle. Mm. His arm, forearm, is across his, like, body. Yeah. Um, it's not even, like, down by his side. It's literally across his body. In, so if his hand wasn't there, that's hitting his stomach and going in. So mm-hmm. it's so confusing. Yeah, but and it, it was a real shame because, like we said, the goal was coming. You deserved that goal. But, yeah, I think 1-1, probably a fair result, to be honest, I'd say. Yeah, and one thing you have to question as well, and this is where I got annoyed with VAR with that final part, same thing the Callum Wilson, is Trent Alexander-Arnold, as as Wilson's about to strike the ball, he pushes him. And if you look in slow-mo like they do, that push was quite a effective push. Like his whole left side of his body went forward, like his left shoulder and his left like chest area. It went fully forward. So that's a penalty. Mm. Yeah. Because... Like, and like obviously, if Callum Wilson goes down and makes a fuss of that, but he didn't matter because he scored, so he didn't care. But VAR is is killing the game, is killing the enjoyment out of the game. Like I said, I would be a lot more annoyed with it if we didn't get that equaliser because that's huge. All that is a point. It took us from like seventeenth to fifteenth above Brighton and Burnley, who were still yet to play. So you know, it just it had a lot of impact on us, and that could have been a defining thing if we didn't get that point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can complain about VAR. I'll tell you who really can complain about VAR is West Ham fans. I'm not too sure if it would have made a difference on the game against Chelsea, but they had a red card in this one, and it is absolutely shocking. It's been overruled, Mm -hmm. and I want to hear your thoughts as a Chelsea fan. Is that a red card? No. I was worried then. (laughs) It's not a red card. It's malicious, but at the end of the day, I've watched it back a couple times, and even on the replays, like, He's he's kicking through the ball and his foot. I mean, it was a bit. It's questionable whether the angle his foot goes into Chilwell, but at the same time, like I don't think there's any intent there at, at the start. Uh, he's kicking through the ball. He's getting rid of the ball. He's he's got the ball, and then you know he just happens to have left one. Uh, happens to have left one on him, um, which is no 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 fault of his. But 
Yeah, I think, like you say, though, I don't think it would it affected the game as much as it did because West Ham, for me, weren't in this game at all. Like they had, I, I know they're missing like Antonio Rice, Dawson, Creswell. Um, they're having to rely on Lingard playing, you know, down the middle now. But uh, I just, I just didn't think that, you know, it would, it would, red card or not, would have, would have changed the the way of the game. I thought we we, we were the better side. We got the goal. Werner, bloody hell. <sighs> Great. Beautiful that he scored, right? Beautiful, don't get me wrong. However, oh my God, he's got to score again. His finishing is gone. It's really shocking. Like, And we will talk about it in a bit as well. In midweek, he played against Real Madrid and he missed you know, a good chance as well. So like, his finishing is really off at the moment. And he, it was... Nice to see that he can kind of make a joke about it. I can't imagine many Chelsea fans are happy about it. But in the post-match interview, if you'd lost that game or drew it, then I can't imagine you'd be happy at all. But he said, oh, maybe it's better if I don't score two in that game because people think it's weird if I'm actually scoring. Yeah, like, He kind of made a joke about it. He's like, I'm just glad I got one. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, because yeah. he is young. What, he's like 23, 24? He's 24, yeah. So like, yeah, he is young and... Yeah, I still have I've... full faith in him. Like he's he's provided the most goal and assist contributions out of any player at Chelsea this season. Like I yeah, think and like then you see us all now. bigging up, and you see us all bigging up Mason Mount. And the thing is, I think that everyone is so annoyed is because they can see what they've seen what he's done. They, yeah, they saw him at 100%. Leipzig, who yeah, they saw him at Leipzig, who aren't by all intents and purposes the best team in the Bundesliga. They sometimes don't even get into the top four all the time. Uh, like they're struggling this season without him. So like realistically every, I think everyone had such high expectations for him whereas no one really knew what to expect of Mount so it's kind of like well, now he is doing so well now we're getting the hype so mm-hmm. yeah but I mean like I said at the end of the day we've won the game 1-0 and Timo Werner's the match winner he's the goal scorer he's popped up in the right position great ball in from Chilwell oh just when it fell to him I just thought he's just not gonna score Mm-hmm. And he did, and the relief is so nice. It's like when I'm sure how a lot of Arsenal fans feel when Pepe does something because his name gets absolutely battered, yeah. and in parts rightly so. But when he does provide, still he does get the assist. He can score goals, and I just feel like uh, I bet that's quite. It's relatable when Werner does something. I'm, I mean, obviously we paid fifty million pound for the guy, um, which I don't even think's too bad considering you know his uh, his credentials but huge 1-0 win uh, here massive result against West Ham who you know we leapfrogged in the table who it's going to look like for them now it's going to be hard to get back into that top four with injuries etc but great result and um, really really uh, gives us a boost going into the weekend when we play Fulham and it was a lot of pressure on you guys because you just watched Liverpool fluff their chance to break mm-hmm. into the top four. So yeah. if they beat Newcastle, which everyone thought they were going to until the, the very last minute, they would have got into, was it uh, fourth? They would have been fourth. Yeah. They would have leapfrogged yeah. you in West Ham. Yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, it would have been, which wouldn't have been the nicest thing. But yeah, this, this always happens with us, right? When other teams slip up, we slip up. And it was just so nice for the one time when it happens. Yeah. We're there to actually capitalise and pick up on it. So, yeah, like I said, great 1-0 result here. Another 1-0 result, though, over the weekend, which I personally didn't see coming. Uh, Mr. Lewis Smith did. Sheffield picking up the three points, having just been relegated at home to Brighton. 
if we cut back to exactly what I said last week, oh, no, you, know, no, you no, just no. get relegated. You get relegated. The pressure's off, and that is what it felt like. They played with so much more fluidity. They played like they were just enjoying their football, and they were living out their bet their last days in the Premier League. And don't get me wrong, Brighton should have played better. Like they had some good chances. They actually had a goal disallowed because I think Moda was offside. He scored. It was from a corner. I think it was either Dunk or someone headed it on. He was come back from an offside position and unfortunately it was ruled offside. But, you know, Sheffield did deserve to win this and I did see it coming. I said 1-0 and it mm. was 1-0 so it's a five bloody points for me. Oh, not good, not good. But yeah, I, um, I get what you're saying but I don't understand the concept of oh, we'll start playing better once we're relegated because the pressure's off. Like That's not how football works but in this instance it has. So... Um, yeah. I don't think it's so much they, they're playing better. It's just, you know, when you're releg- like Obviously, wanting to stay in the Premier League is the biggest league in, in in the world. Like, not just in England. It is obviously in England, but it is in the world. Um, and the pressure, like, you've got millions of people watching you every game. And you, you're fine to stay in the Premier League. I just think that when you're relegated already, it's like you know you're going down. So just, just go out there and enjoy what you're playing. And then, you you know, you're not so tight defensively. So that might mean you might concede more, but you're going forward and attacking more because you're you're less you're less tight about you're more loose. I just think that's all it is, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but fair play. It's their first win under uh, Heckingbottom. And good luck to him in the Championship. I don't know if they're going to keep him on. They've said they potentially might. So good luck to him. But yeah, only the one goal in the in these games. The first couple of games didn't really have many goals. And then on Sunday, again, not many goals. Leeds Man United treated nil, nil. to a 6-2 thriller earlier this season. And this one was 0-0. Yeah, this one was really, really dire, to be honest. This was probably one of the worst games I've seen this season. Like um, I'd been out earlier in the day and I came back and excited Leeds Manchester United. Not too much to play for in terms of position and etc. I think Man U are safe for top four and then Leeds are, t- are safe in the Premier League. So fair play for that. But yeah, nil nil, very boring game. That's that's all we really got to comment on it. To be honest, it was just a boring flat out nil nil. Yeah, I I I went and played football, so I missed the second half. But obviously, yeah. it's not like I missed much. Yeah, uh, Calvin no. Phillips had a good game though. That's something to mention. You know, he did look really good. He looks like he can cut his jib in the Premier League as a young central defensive midfielder. And obviously, he's making his way into the England team, and he looks like he could be in Southgate's plans. So he's doing really well. And all the best to Leeds for the like the rest of the season and next season, obviously, because staying yeah, in the Premier good League team. is. A good team to it's a watch. Great achievement. They, they they do bring the entertainment, but unfortunately not here with a nil nil draw. However, draws that we do like are two two draws, which is exactly what Aston Villa and West Brom played out in, in a nice little goal fest for us. Two one West Brom yep. looked to have got the three points at the very end, but then Villa just ah oh, mistake at the back from West Brom and Villa just capitalised and uh, I was gutted because I said West Brom two one and it's just ruined it. See, I said it would be one all, so I'm happy with the draw because it just means I get the points. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, realistically, like this game, it was obviously a derby game, and then, like you said, West Brom. And I, I like us. I like see. I, I want to see Big Sam get relegated because there's all this talk about oh, he's never been relegated. <laughs> oh, like I just want to see him get relegated. Um, but yeah, was it Keenan Davis? You know, his first ever Premier League goal right end, after yeah. after breaking through uh, into the team uh, in Project Restart last season, um, and you know, obviously didn't really play much. Then they signed Ollie Watkins, kind of kept him out the team. But to get a last minute winner for him, yeah, buzzing for him. Watkins mm. got the assist as well, which you know he's in my Premier uh, FPL team, so I was happy Love that. with that. Um, and that honestly, that. 
Diagno or Diagana, however you want to say it, in for West Brom. He does look very good. I would not be surprised if a Premier League team snatch him up next season because mm -hmm. he's been a great signing for them. Um, he's really improved their team and they're probably the reason why we did think they were going to have a little bit of a resurgence towards mm -hmm. the end of the season because he, you know, he got an assist in this game. He's getting goals and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, not, it's not cool. looking too pretty for West Brom. However, I've seen bigger shocks in football happen. So... I was firmly on the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the table. I don't know because Newcastle are nine points clear, Burnley are nine it's points gonna clear. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough. Obviously, they've got Fulham as well to overtake before getting out of the drop. But yeah, I've seen much bigger shocks happen in football. But I, personally, I do think it is too little, too late. But we shall see. That we shall. And then the final game, Monday night football. Um, Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Leicester did go 1 0 down. Oh, um, they did come back and they win 2 1. Oh, saw 1 0 Palace. Zahar's like shocked. Zahar loves the goal against Leicester. I thought, beautiful. Come on, Palace. Let's hold out. Do Chelsea a favour here. But oh, Ian Acho, he's, he's got amongst men right now. Yeah, he is having a, a really great time. Mm. And one of the big talking points about this game. Uh, was it's the first time we've ever seen um, another team or just anyone on the pitch allow a player to break faster in Ramadan. Obviously, yeah, that was, that was cool. It was, a, it was a touch of class that obviously all Muslim and all uh, religious studies are, are currently celebrating Ramadan where you don't eat during the day. Um, and then they did allow him to break fast. Obviously, the sun goes down. They're allowed to... Their religion, yeah, they said they eat. I don't really know too much about it. Um <laughs> I'm probably absolutely fucking this up, so I do apologise. <laughs> basically, they let him break fast in the middle of the game yeah. in the 30th minute. And, you know, he's they've come out, thank the Premier League, thank the Palace players, and thank, I think it was Guaita, the keeper. I think it was him that pointed mm -hmm. it out. So he gave special thanks to him. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was nice to see, a bit of history. Yeah, such a class. But yeah, Leicester coming back in this one, they're almost home and hose. They have a very tough running for the last three games playing Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham, I believe. But I do see Leicester, and I, I do want Leicester to qualify for the Champions League. But as long as Chelsea qualify for the Champions League, that's all I care about, to be honest. But yeah, Leicester turning this one around, huge win, cracking goal by Inacho, brilliant yeah, goal, man. stunning, and uh, that concludes Super Six. So, Lewis, I'm sure you're buzzing to tell me how well you got on. It's not even thirteen. That's not even thirteen. That's not even. Yeah, so I, cor I correctly predicted the Sheffield United win. And then the only one I got wrong was I said that Leeds um, would lose to Man United and it was a draw. Mm. Every other result I got right. Fair play. So I said it'd be a Liverpool-Newcastle draw, Chelsea would win, West Brom-Aston Villa would draw, and I said Leicester would win. So, smash it, got 13 points. That's a very big weekend. Well, I luckily managed to predict one score completely correct, but only get got one of the other results correct, which was the Leicester win. So I only came out with seven. So I have leapfrogged him now. I am at the top of the Super 6 little league we've got going on here. So I'll take that. And I've got quite a healthy lead. I was two points behind, but now I'm five points ahead. Mm, can all change, can all change. And I hope it bloody does. Three games left, three game weeks left, mate. I don't know where you think you're going to get this from. Oh, fuck. No, there's got to be more than three game games left. No, Jen, there's three games. Is there not four, three I think there's about games four left? or five left. No, because it's 33 games been played and we only play 30. Oh, yes, it's five games then. My <laughs> maths is awful. <laughs> I've just shown myself up there. You're having a mare. 
Anyway, we'll go on to the uh, other games that were played out over this weekend. Probably the biggest shock of the weekend was this one. Burnley scoring four goals away from home, keeping a clean sheet against Wolves. Burnley scoring four. Mad. Sean Dyche is not known for having a team that scores four goals. Fair play to Chris Wood, first Premier League hat-trick. And don't quote me this, I think I saw he might be the first like Australian to score a Premier League hat-trick. No, Mark Viduka would have done it. What am I talking about? And maybe Aaron Kill. Oh, and fucking Tim Cale. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you you should you need to lie down after this one. But yeah, four 0 Burnley. Uh, fantastic result for them on the road. Best part about this, right? It's like 88th minute, and Burnley have got the ball <laughs> yeah. in the corner. I love that. They're 4 new up. They just want to protect that clean sheet. That's it. Sean Dyche, die hard for the clean sheet. No matter what, put it in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge result for them because it leaped from, uh, leapfrogged them over Newcastle um, as well as Southampton. Southampton are now actually dropped into 15th and I didn't realise how close they were to the bottom. Yeah. So in 16th, 15th and 14th is Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle all on 36 points. Mm. Um, and... Newcastle and Southampton have the same goal difference, whereas that's helped Burnley with they've got a three better goal difference. And then two points behind us is Brighton and then, you know, behind that's Fulham. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, and no, a big uh, big result for them over the weekend. And then the last game of the weekend, two big clubs, Everton away at Arsenal, uh, with a one nil win, a Leno own goal from a Richarlison cross. Uh the Richarlison celebration was arguably the highlight of this game. It was a very boring match, but um yeah, he pulled out the old chicken manoeuvre as he as he likes. And um yeah, another loss at home to Arsenal. Ugh, really bad home track record this season. But I think for them their priorities lie elsewhere in the Europa League because yeah, I think getting in the Europa League just from the Premier League table is uh, is looking a bit of a challenge for them. Yeah, massively. So they're gonna mm. have all their focus on that, which will lead me later on to my prediction for Newcastle Arsenal this weekend. <sighs> but before we go on to any of that got one more game from the weekend to talk about. It was the League Cup final. Manchester City versus Spurs at Wembley. We saw fans in the stadium. And beautiful. It, it was fantastic. It was beautiful. beautiful. And like you could really hear them. I think it was 4,000 apiece or 2,000 apiece or something like that. But God, they were loud. And it was just great to see them and, and great to have fans back. Sadly for them, or mainly sadly for Spurs fans, their team lost and God, it was a boring game I don't think Spurs did anything in this one thinking about it that was it like Spurs like you, you, they want silverware or at least you fucking think they want silverware like if they don't Harry Kane and Hume Son will leave these players they will are going they, will, they are um, gone at the end of the season mate unless Spurs sign some world beaters which I cannot see happening yeah and they just went out there and they didn't they were they didn't useless fight. Son crying at the end I was like why are you crying you've put nothing into this game you have done nothing yeah, like, at all. Like, and City, you know, they struggled to break them down, but that's because they had so many men behind the ball, Tottenham. Like, they literally... Yeah. Like, it was baffling. Like, especially... It'd been great for Ryan Mason on his CV. You know, if he got a win as a, a Premier League manager, um, like, a League Cup win straight away against Pep Guardiola team, that'd have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But... It God, it was never be, happening. It, was, yeah, it, was, it was just it, a case of when Man City are going to score, if not how many. But, yeah, they got the goal... Tottenham, I think they took the ball forward like twice after that. No urgency from them at all, and they deserve to get beat. They were rubbish, and you know, this is the history of the Tottenham. And then there is a bit of controversy about this because it was Laporte that did get the goal, and should he have been on the pitch 
yeah, I, yeah, that is that's. I think he should. It, it was a bad challenge. It weren't great, no. But I think even if he'd have gone off, the City would have still won. Yeah, true. Easily. So yeah. Well, they Fair play, Man City. When you got the Stockport Messi on 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 the <laughs> big old Phil Foden. I saw this great tweet I actually. I think say, this is fantastic. Yeah. It was like Foden is so good that people are forgetting there's a twenty year old named Phil. Phil. Like, <laughs> hello, Phil. <laughs> Yeah, Thanks, no, man. you're not wrong, and that's a great tweet to be fair. But as always, Man City win the uh, the Carabao Cup. Um, they just they should rename it to Man City Cup, to be honest. And uh, yeah, that concluded the football for the weekend. <laughs> right, and then of course FPL, the uh, the beautiful game which we play off the phone. Um, interesting weekend overall. We had uh, a few surprises. Obviously, Ian Acho as per getting returns for uh, for everyone who had him up front. Uh, how did you get on? So I didn't have the worst weekend in the world. No, uh, I got. I think it was fifty-eight points in the end. Okay, uh, I've got up to fifth, so I'm the best of the rest outside of the top four at the moment. I love that battle. It's um, so close. Yeah, like that. Just after the top four, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and obviously your housemates involved in it. I'm in that. So yeah, I've got fifty-eight points. Ian Acho obviously doing the business for me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Obviously, the game was it the deadline's passed now. Sorry, 53 points, but the average was 36. Hang on, is the so, deadline know, passed? Because I've just clocked something. Yes, yeah, 6:30. The game's at seven, uh, eight o'clock. Oh, I think. Oh no! Did you not do it? No, I've done it, but I've just real. Actually, no, it's all right. I've just realised Rudiger's um status has changed to he won't be back till May the eighth. Oh god! Wait, wait, that was tomorrow though. How's that work? It's not May 8th tomorrow, you t- it's the 1st of Oh, May. sorry, no, I'm on the game week fixtures for next week. Okay, yeah, he's expected back May the 8th, which means oh, yeah. Jota will come in for me against Man United, but okay, that's no sweat to be honest. Actually, no, he won't. It'll be Stroot coming in against Brighton away uh, because right. he's a defender. Got you. Okay, okay, cool, well, cool, 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 cool. I made the error. I thought I'd captain Salah. I didn't. I captain Fernandez, who didn't do anything for like the fifth week in a row as well. struggling in the Premier League. Yeah, he's gone a bit but, quiet in the Prem. Yeah. But, you know, I did get the points from Salah. I got the points from Ian Acho. I'm, I'm annoyed, though, because, again, I couldn't. I used my wild card this week, so I couldn't bench boost. Mm. But my goalkeeper on my bench got seven. Richarlison got five. And Dallas got six. So, like. But, you you but love bench, bench points, you, don't you? Yeah, but You're my, my bench boost is coming into play in the next couple of weeks. I've, mate, I've got... No, but I've got some decent players on there now, so I'm, I hope so. I'm confident in it. Right, stop talking about my team. How'd you get on? Um, I had a really good week, to be fair. The average was 36 points, which is shocking for all you FPL players. That's poor. 36 points, what are you doing? I managed to get a nice little 63. Uh, Salah captain, get 18. Ian Acho... With a nice little 12 return. Rudiger and Wambasaka with clean sheets. And then Watkins, yeah, with an assist. Everyone else really sort of blanking. But no, another another good week. I did take an eight-point hit, though, on transfers this week. So that, that will dig into it. But yeah, nice to sort of bridge the gap a little bit more at the uh, at the top. Yeah, and then the manager of the week this week was Jake Lazelle, only beating you by a couple of points. Yeah, And I it was because he captained Acho And play. he had Ben Chilwell. But other than that... Didn't really have a lot of stars throughout his team. Mm. Just had a couple of key players that, you know, game changers. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of... I played my wild card last week. Yep. And I thought I would have two transfers, but I didn't. I was I only allowed one. Yeah, you did. I mean, you you let me know. But 
I have managed to bring Kane back in Lovely for this week uh, against Sheffield United, and I've captained him. I did take a four-point hit, and I took out... Um, I had to take out someone to... Oh, I took out Greenwood and put Alan Say Maximum in because I needed the money, a little bit extra money to get... The, um, what's it? Uh, Kane in. Yeah. But I know that Alan Say Maximum has got Fulham and Sheffield United to come. Oh, so um, It gives you more reasons to coming. get behind him. That's literally it. Um, but I did... There's one error I have made. I have kept Luke Shaw in my defence and they are playing Liverpool. Yeah, now, that's going to be actually... fine. That'd be fine, mate. <laughs> I, was say, I have backed a man you win on our yeah. Super 6, but right, what about... have you made any transfers? Have you got anyone in? Uh, no, I, I left it completely as it was for last week, but on, I had a look at it, but I was saying this to the, the, the guys earlier. I didn't see anywhere where I thought I could improve. I like the, the lineup of the team that, uh, that it's going to be. Um... I only just realised now the Rudiger thing. I did check earlier today and it didn't say any any issues with him, so maybe it's just coming out recently. But yeah, no, I've uh, I've left it as it is, so I'm uh, I'm all good. Captain Kane, of course. Sheffield United at home. Uh, Tottenham still chasing that top four spot, and I think they can still get there, but they're gonna need a they're gonna need a good run in now. Um, but against Sheffield, uh, I think I think Kane will uh, get some nice returns. Definitely, and then that wraps up FPL. Just before we talk about the Champions League action, a couple of other big stories. Whole City are back in the Championship after, yeah, the gaining promotion from League One. Um, so fair play to them. They did do a great tweet about it as well. I don't know I if you saw, saw it. That, yeah. And it was like, Whole City would like to uh, propose a statement that they have decided with 23 other clubs to leave the Skybet League One and join the Skybet Championship. Here we go. <laughs> that, that was a yeah, it was a brilliant tweet. And then, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times throughout the season, so I do want to keep you updated on it. South and United, you know, we've given ourselves a little bit of hope, my home team, that we could stay in, you know, the footballing leagues and not get relegated to the National League. But, you know, it's it's looking bleak. We've got three games left uh, and we need to win all three games. But we also need uh, the team above us to lose at least two of them and... Because uh, they've only got two games, sorry. So we need them to lose their two, and we need like a ten-goal swing. And you need a pig to start flying, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, so I genuinely, I think we are gone, but you know, there's st- mathematically we're not. Grimsby are gone. See you later. Back to the national league. See you later. But, you know, but we've been in like, I think it's like we've been in the footballing leagues for like eighty-six years. So like, it's it's sad to see it like obviously dissolve. You know, we were in the championship at one point. I had a season ticket. I loved it. Other than that, they're though, yeah. Shit now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're shit now. So, fuck that. Let's talk about good football. Let's talk about the Champions League. Champions League football. Uh, the English teams, you know what? They've had, actually had a very decent, yeah, very decent, decent week. We could see an all-English final in the Champions League and in the Europa League. Like That's where it could go. Did we have that in We Liverpool, did have that when Spurs, Tottenham and Liverpool... Uh, and then it was um, Arsenal versus Arsenal Chelsea. Chelsea was the other game. Yeah. yeah, so European dominance a couple of years ago, and it's set up very well to uh, to have the same. So obviously, Champions League was first on the Tuesday. Was Chelsea my team against Real Madrid? One all. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed with that. Yeah, um, I, I would say you should be disappointed because you dominated the game. They you had so much better. We were the passing through the Kante uh, is a joke. He is so so good. Mason Mount was brilliant. Oh, just if Werner could just finish, like, and 
was the Leipzig Werner that we know he can be. Yeah. The game would have been out of sight. Real Madrid did not uh, did not scare me at all. I didn't even think they're anything of what they are. The old they have got obviously world class players like Benzema. I'm a big fan of him. Cruz and Modric as well. But I just I just thought one one after watching the game. Like if you'd have told me one one before the game, take that and run. After watching it, I thought we just should have nicked it at least two one three one to be honest. Yeah. But puts us in a very good position for the second leg at Stamford Bridge next week. Um at home as well with the away goal um, and I do think we will qualify yeah I, I genuinely think you've got a great chance and one thing I want to touch upon there you mentioned is Benzema how great of a player he is I genuinely think he is probably one of the most underrated 100%. strikers 100%. because no one bangs on about how good he is but the amount of goals he scored for Real Madrid in important competitions and this goal alone mm. it, was a, it was a piece of magic like the way he took it down the touch and Touch, shot, bang. No Beautiful. chance of Mendy ever getting that. It was, yeah, he genuinely... And there's another striker we will talk about in a moment that I, again, think is very underrated for how good he is. But Chelsea, yeah, can come away from that a little bit disappointed. But at the same time, you have got the away goal. And, you know, if Real Madrid, the same Real Madrid turn up, then I don't think you'll have a problem. No. no in the second game, Man City. Second game. Uh, they... Go on. Man City, yeah, just... PSG came out the blocks like for this one. They were up for it. They were all over them. Got the goal one yeah. 0 and it was just a case of how long is it going to be till they make it two. Neymar, you know, I just, I'm such a big fan of his football, but not what he, not all of what he does on the pitch. He can really like flop around like a right little cheat, diving all over the place. And when they tried to get De Bruyne sent off after obviously Adrissa Gay was dismissed for his horrific challenge on Gundogan. Um, that was one. Of the, that was a shocker. But Man City, you know, came back into the game second half. They made it their own. It was a. It was a game with two halves. Like PSG dominated, controlled the first one, one nil up at halftime. Man City just came out, did not like show any sort of potential from the first half that they would come out and and change it around the second half. But they they did and they have and it was a great 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 few goals. Obviously, Mahrez's free kick getting through the wall and then De Bruyne's cross, which has ended up in, but. Knowing De Bruyne, he'll have done that and and sort of meant that he'll have angled that yeah. ball in to do that. Hundred percent. And what you're saying is what you said there is kind of. I think that has what. I think that's what could make make City win the Champions League this year is they've got a bit more maturity about their game this time around. Like previously, they would have got run over by PSG in that first half, and there'd be no coming back. But mm. they weathered the storm, they kept at it, they dug deep, and then they come out second half, recompose themselves, and like you said, they get the goals. Yes, De Bruyne, obviously, Navas could have done better, but he definitely thinks another player's going to touch it, the way that cross goes, and it does just dribble in. But then what are they doing in that wall? Why are they separating? And Morris, you know, the ball slots through. Yeah. Michael Richards' uh, like, reactions are brilliant. Oh, I love the man. He's great, isn't he? He's so good. Yeah, but then that tackle from Adrissa Garnagay, absolutely horrific. I, I think I text every group chat I'm in saying that looked like one of the most painful things because it, you know, it's right. I've I've had that when I've played football. Someone catches the back of your Achilles. Oh, and it's, it's the worst. Hurts so much. It's the worst. But. Um, but yeah, in terms of the Champions League, we can definitely see an All English final, and we can definitely see an All English final in the Europa League as well. Man United, I don't think have any problems now of getting nope. to that final. No, nope. they're they home and two, host. Two one down at half time. You would not believe it if I said they won this game six two. Five goals, but they in one bloody half. did. 
Brilliant goals, goals as well. That's it. Their first goal was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Like the way they played it from Cavani to Fernandez, great play. And that is the other player I want to mention, Cavani. I don't think he gets enough hype for how good he is. No. Obviously, he did spend a lot of his time at PSG, and you know everyone's kind of like overshadowed by the Neymar transfer and stuff like that. But he is a fantastic player. Like he is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, no, 100%. But like you say, Man United, I do see them home and hose. I think they'll go away to Roma and they can afford to, they can literally afford to lose 3 0 and still go through fine. Um, I don't even think they will lose. I think it'll probably be like a close 2 1, 1 1 sort of game. But then the other team, the other English team, Arsenal, Villarreal, God, 2 1. That is the best result they could have even prayed for, That how that game was going. 2 0. Yeah. Villarreal still coming at them with the chances. Arsenal down to 10. Villarreal will be fuming the game has not been put to bed and the tie is basically over obviously yeah. then then uh, Kapu <laughs> getting sent off on a stretcher he knew he was going off that's what that's what I think he, he knew yeah. he was getting that second that second yellow and, and dismissed and then obviously the penalty so this one ended 2-1 to Villarreal really sets up a tasty tie at the Emirates and I do think Arsenal will go through I, I just I think it's the kind of thing that Arsenal would do is that mm. they would mess it up and then they'd give them a mountain to climb and they will do it. Like yeah. it's just yeah. what they do sometimes. See, so, yeah. yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I think Arsenal could overturn this. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. But yeah, they that is the best result they could have hoped for. Like you said, with the way the game was going, because mm. it looked like it was curtains for them. Because that oh, 100%. You know, as soon as Danny Sabayas got that second yellow, I was just like, yeah, that's that's, that's, it. that's curtains. Like. Yep. Their Villarreal was still coming at them, like you said. So, I think mean, that's the best result. Like that's why I said that all the English clubs haven't done too bad because although Chelsea got a draw and Arsenal did lose, they're still very much in the tie. 100%. It's very, very open. And then, as always, to end on the episode Super Six, which this weekend we've got some nice games that look to look to be coming up here. Some which are going to be hard to call. Teams fighting for survival, other teams fighting for top four. Um, so the, the weekend's going to start off with Crystal Palace at home to Man City. I've gone for a two nil Man City win. I've gone three nil. I don't mm-hmm. think the curse of the twelve thirty kickoff is going to hit this week. Um, okay. I've heard that Roy Hodgson hasn't renewed his contract at Palace. So mm-hmm. this could be his last season. I don't, I don't blame him as well for not wanting to renew his contract because the football hasn't been great. They don't really score a lot of goals, and you know it's just yeah, it isn't great for them. I think City will win three 0 Okay, three 0 fair enough. Next is uh, is my boys Chelsea at home to Fulham. I think this is this is a must win game because we got some tough ones coming up if we want to have any chance and any sort of sniff of getting into the top four. So I think we'll win this one two 0 I've gone with 1-0. I think it'll be a very close game. Um, mm-hmm. I think you will win, but I think you will have your eye on, on the Real Madrid game as well. So you won't yeah, play a full-strength team. So Well, we have so much depth at the moment. I don't even know what a full-strength team is. Yeah, true. But then I look so... at the depth of Man City, them having Torres, Cancelo, Walker, any of them can step into any of those positions. Look at yeah, your depth. 100%. And yeah, it is good, but like, what are you going to do? Play Tammy Abraham up front against Fulham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a a bit, do you know what I mean? It's a bit risky. So I do think you'll win. I think you'll keep fighting for that top four spot. I'm just going to go over 1-0. Fair enough. Okay, then this game is quite interesting. Um, Two sort of teams that have had really good runs of form in the Premier League this season. Everton hosting Villa. I do think Everton are going to nick this one, despite being at home as well. Uh, 2-1. 
I think the at-home thing, like you just said there, because we know they have been poor, I have gone with one all. Yeah, it was gonna. It was one all for me or two one. So, yeah, fair enough. And then the big one, your boys at home to Arsenal. No Joe Willock because obviously he is uh, tied down as an Arsenal player. Um, I think this one is gonna be one one because obviously I think, like you said, Arsenal will be preparing yeah. for for you know the uh, the second leg against Villarreal. But I do think they'll get something. So one one. I I've gone with two one Newcastle. I can also see Newcastle winning it because obviously yeah. we've just seen Arsenal off the back of a loss to Everton. Newcastle just rescuing a point deservedly against Liverpool, so they'll be up for it. And also, I think because I've been battering us so much and saying how we really need to get some points out of these games because, you know, when we played Sheffield United and Fulham in the last two games of the season, like, obviously they must win games and they're the games we won't bloody win and I can see us getting points out of the games that you don't expect I do like I said I've got about my team and I think they'll have one eye or both of their eyes on the Europa League uh, that they will let it slip and you know I, I genuinely think we will get a 2-1 win here Fair enough, fair enough. And then on to arguably the biggest game of the weekend. Well, it is the biggest game of the weekend. Manchester United hosting Liverpool. I think this is going to be a no-score draw. Ooh, I've gone with 1-0 uh, Man U. I just think okay. Man U have got a better depth at the moment because Liverpool got so many injuries and mm. they don't have to worry about... Um, like the Europa League, because they have got such that good margin. And I just, yeah, I just, I know Liverpool have kind of still really focused on hitting that Champions League spot, but I do think they get it's getting out of their grasp a little bit. And mm-hmm. yeah, just the fact that they couldn't score many goals against Newcastle, who have got a very bad defence. You know, Manu's defence is a lot better. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, well, no, fair enough, 1 0 there. Um, then the final game to wrap it all up is Burnley off the back of a 4-0 battering on Wolves hosting West Ham I do think this is going to be a game which will be close but I do think West Ham can bounce back here and I've said 2-1 West Ham the good old Claret and Blue derby 3-1 West Ham <laughs> 3-1 West Ham fair yeah. enough so that wraps up Super 6 and our predictions let us know what yours are you know where to find us by now at it's football day underscore on Instagram and Twitter and it's football day XI on Facebook interact with us follow us get involved you know we post out some decent content we like to think we absolutely do mate <laughs> but yeah thanks for listening as always and as always we will see you next time Yeah.